0: So if I understand that a lot of you read this week's school newsletter. And in the newsletter, it told you that there was going to be a contest to submit something relating to Pesach that could be used in the school-wide Pesach Haggadah that we're going to be sending out right before Pesach. I wanted to tell you that I'm very, very proud that the boys in this class have expressed interest in participating. Raise your hand if you are a member of the class who agreed to participate in this special contest. Wow! Look at that. Almost everyone in the class Yes, you could see um, I didn't raise my hand. I know, I know, but I have to explain why. Okay, you see, I, I can't raise my hand to say that I'm going to participate in the contest. Well, why not? Because uh, I don't know a contest. <laughs> okay, good point. So I'm gonna I'm gonna re- repeat what I said a little bit and ma- add a little bit. There's a, the school of Netz Hashem is going to be putting out at right before we go home for Pesach vacation. Yes, Avramo. Rabbi, is it possible it's not really Pesach vacation? Pesach isn't really vacation. You have to work really hard, and even on even Pesach itself, I have to, I'm the oldest of my family, and I have to clear the table? Alright. I, I didn't mean that it's a vacation. I, I meant Pesach break. So let me try one more time. Emir before we go home for Pesach break, we're going to have, the school is going to have a Haggadah that the school puts out. It's going to be hardcover. It's going to have pictures. It's going to have uh, all different kinds of things. And of course, the Haggadah words and the translation. And it's going to have this name of the school on it. And it's going to be really fancy. And it's going to be with everyone in the school participating. <laughs> and the school wants everybody from kindergarten all the way until eighth grade to contribute to the Haggadah. Yes, Nisano. Rabbi, my brother's in kindergarten. If he's contributing to the Haggadah, I, I don't want to contribute. Why not? Because he's got to like color. He's got to to put on like some sort of scribble scrabble, and then my a thing is going to be in the Haggadah with a scribble scrabble. It's like not a It's not a to the Haggadah or to your or to your thing. Well, neither. Ah, so probably what's going to happen in the younger grades, I think I already know that, is that the teacher is going to give the kids like a picture, and they're going to color it, and then they're going to put the picture in the Haggadah. and it might be out of the lines and things like that, but at least you know they'll have the it'll be the teachers the teachers thing it won't be just like the kids drawing their own random thing, okay, okay, Rabbi, all right, excellent. So what can you what can you do for this? You can you can make a picture, you can draw a picture, you could color a picture, you could write a poem, you could write a story, um, you could have it to you can look at the Vatera, Anything you want. It's gonna be a whole school wide thing and it's gonna cost a lot of money, but the school's doing it. it'll it be look really khashe, it's gonna be hardcover. Give balding. Yes Avramo? Are they gonna give out T shirts T shirts? You know T shirts that say I participated in, in the Haggadah of fifty 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 seven eighty one. <laughs> um, I hear. I don't think so. I don't think so. Pens? Are they gonna give free pens and, and or stickers? I don't think so. Is that is that important for you? No, I was just curious. Okay, great. Now the thing is that that you're you're gonna be able to participate, but it's very close to basic already. So there's not a lot of time. So if you read the newsletter, or even if you didn't, the submissions have to be done in the next three days. So you got to work really hard. And because of that, I'm going to give you some times during class that you can work on it. And I think Ms. McGillicuddy might be giving you a period also, about 45 minutes, to work on it. If you're finished, you can do something else. You can learn. You can, you can do something interesting. But it's important that for the purpose of the Haggadah, that you do it and hand it in. Within the next three days. After that, they're not going to accept it. There's not going to be time to print it if it's not in by then. Yes, Sammy? Rabbi, what if I do something and I make a big mistake and then they print it and and, and I made a mistake and it's going to be embarrassing? Sammy, that's a very good question. The answer is we're going to check. Every teacher is responsible. Every rabbi and teacher is responsible to check to make sure that it's not embarrassing. We'll try to help you fix it up. Okay, any other questions? Excellent. Alright, so we're going to start today right now with some Gemara. And later on, mm-hmm. we're, going to, we're going to have this other thing. So Rabbi, sai, open up your Gemaras, please. And the Rebbe began to teach Gemara. Uh, the Rebbe taught Gemara, but most boys weren't paying attention to Gemara. Most boys, their minds were holding in Mitzrayim. They were trying to think about what to write, what to do, what they can make for their exciting Haggadah project. Well... Some boys decided that they're going to decorate the Haggadah itself. They're going to make the intricate design that goes around each thing on the page. And they divided the Haggadah into a group of maybe seven or eight units. And those seven or eight units had a number of pages. And their job was to come up with a border design for the page. Some boys did it online. They got a picture of a, of a, border, and they implied it to the page and they were going to use that. Others drew it by hand. There was one boy, his name was Don. he was so artistic in drawing these little circles and cubes, it was incredible what he was able to do. Others drew pictures. Now, of course, because the rabbi in charge, the Rebbe, sorry, because the Manal Rabbi Feingold didn't want everyone to draw the same picture. I mean, because probably you could imagine every single boy in the class would probably, or the whole school, would draw the picture of the four sons of the Chacham and the Rasha, the Tamashen and the Elisha, right? It wouldn't work. It would be, like be like one picture got here, Picture, no picture, no picture, no picture. Suddenly 7,000 pictures of the four sons. So he had put out pieces of paper with topics that you're allowed to draw on what you're allowed to draw about. And if you wanted to draw, you selected one. And there were a number of boys who took them and made such gorgeous pictures. And you were allowed to do it in color and it would be printed in color and they colored them in. It was, some. I mean, mean, there was one boy in the eighth grade he, I'm serious. His name was, his name was Zohar Kapach. He was like the he was like the artist of the artists. He was awesome. I mean, there was never you could imagine how beautiful it was it when he drew something. It looked l- like it was a picture. It looked like it looked like the Matriim who were in that particular picture experiencing the Maka of Tsvardeya. It looked like they were living frogs. As a matter of fact, one of the kindergartners who saw the picture while it was being drawn happened to be in the room, came by and said, "Um, um, how are they going to put a frog in the book? And everyone laughed at the kid. (laughs) It's not a real frog. It's just a picture. Ah, But it looked like a real frog. It was so 3D and so live. Some boys were making up the Torah. They went to their fathers and they asked them for the Torah and they wrote them. Some boys thought of the Torah on their own. Some boys worked by going to the Rav and having him sit down with them and looking through some svarim till they could find the divar that was appropriate. And some boys, some boys wrote stories. Whether they were from other books, whether they were from rabaim they heard from a different time. It was really turning out to be quite a nice project. I'll tell you the truth, that the editor, the person whose job it was to edit the project, was a secretary in the, in the office, a young lady who had... Come back from seminary only the year earlier. Her name was Shoshana. And she was really busy. She had expected, you know, a few pages. And she had enough work to keep her up for a week straight. Trying to edit all the work. It was so much. She had to have... They didn't have a week. That was the problem. They had to ask people to help out. Because there was so much to do. Because there were so many beautiful submissions. And not a single one was turned away. And... The Rebbe decided that he's going to go around the room to see what each boy is doing because he wanted to make sure everyone's doing something. And he wanted to make sure everyone's doing something properly. And he wanted everyone to have the opportunity to discuss it. You know, sometimes when you have an idea, it might be a good idea. But if you don't think about it clearly, it doesn't work properly. And when you talk about your idea, and when you express it out loud, a lot of times what happens is it makes it more real and more practical. And so, the Rebbe began to go around the room. <clears throat> uh, Eliezer, um, what are you doing for the um, for the Hagoda Well, Rebbe, Baruch Hashem, I happen to be an expert on this program on my computer that does graphic design for covers. I'm designing the cover of the Haggadah. Ooh, wow! Yeah, I was thinking about having an eagle flying out of Egypt off of the head of Paro. And, because after all, we were carried on the wings of eagles. And I was thinking that in the eagle's mouth he would have a piece of matzah and in one talon one of his claws, he would have a piece of marar. And in the other one of his claws, he would have a piece of uh, roller, of a, I'm sorry, of a yeah, of a roller coaster. A roller coaster? Yeah, because on Pesach, you eat matzah, you eat mara, and you go on roller coasters. I don't go on roller coasters on Pesach, the Rebbe said. Yeah, but everyone knows that on, on, on Pesach, you have to have a Chalamaid trip. And in my family, uh, we go to Six Flags every year. Okay, okay, all Right. Okay. Yes, Avramel. Well then maybe the the the, the Eagles have six flags hanging from his um talons. Alright, Avramel. what's your idea? <coughs> 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 Sorry. <coughs> Sorry, Rabbi. No problem. What's your idea, Avramel? Um, my idea well actually. I'm designing a game. Me and uh, Nassim over there, we're designing a game. And the game is going to be included in the back of the Hagada. It's going to be one of these plug games. And basically, it's kind of like shoots kind of, kind of like and ladders, but it's, it's kind of like, you know, the good and the bad of what happened and different Makos and stuff like that. Oh, boy. And you're gonna, what are you, how are you going to move? Well, we're going to have little cards that uh, tell you what to move and why. Like, for example, um, uh, Moshe goes to Paro, take three steps forward. Paro says, "Don't go out. Take four steps backwards. You know, like that kind of game." Oh, that's a cute idea. Yeah, Makas Dam um, um, came, and there's no, there's no water to drink. Go seven steps forward to try to find some water, or, or um, you didn't t- take your animals into your house because you were not scared of Pash Moshe's uh, command, so therefore you lose your turn. That's really cute. That's a really cute idea. I like that idea a lot. Of them. wow, nothing. Good job, and how about you? Yeah? Shragi? Well, Rebbe, I, I I asked him now, and, and, and me and a few of the other boys, we came up with this really brilliant idea. Okay? It's really brilliant. Rebbe, you probably can't even imagine. Um, you're right. Basically, we're going to include with the Haggadah, they're going to put in the back a flap with an envelope with a CD in honor of Pesach. And we... Um, you know, Rabbi, I'm, I'm a good singer. Yeah, that's true, Shaggy. I heard you sing at the house the other day. Yeah, it wasn't it gorgeous? Didn't I have a good... Uh, Shaggy? Humility. Yeah, be humble. Okay? Okay, Rabbi. Yeah, I'll be humble. As long as Rabbi remembers, I'm a good singer. Okay. Well, anyway, we're going to put out a CD included in the thing. Now, it can't be played during the Seder, but but it played before the Seder. Really? Yeah, and now the CD. You know what it's going to have? I have no idea. It's going to have Seder songs. Interesting, yeah. Like, like, like. For example, uh, uh, well, for example, Rebbe, what's the most important Seder song that there is? Um, uh, 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 I'm not sure. Rebbe, come on, Rebbe. Kade shorchatz, kade shorchatz, karpa magid rotsa, mozimata. Oh, that's very beautiful. Wow, it's gorgeous. Wow, it's great. Awesome. And we can do manishtana, manishtana, um, manishtana, halleluah. Do kids know that one? They're gonna learn it. They're gonna learn. it, It's really fun. And we're gonna do we're gonna do dayenu, right? Da dayenu, da dayenu. Wow, that's awesome. And, and of course, we're gonna do chadgadya, chadgadya, chadgadya. Wow, you you really you really have this down. And and you know what else we're gonna do? We're gonna sing Yumtif songs. So people could sing it on Yumtif like Wow, awesome. Or or the other the other Yum song is Al Don't eat the karma Pesach when it's raw. <laughs> that's cute. That's a cute that's a cute that's a cute song. And I've heard that one before. Yeah, we made it up. Isn't that cool? We're gonna have our own C D and we're gonna become big singers and we'll become famous and then we'll sing all the karasas and then make a lot of money. Uh, okay. Shragi, I, I appreciate your mamish. It's an awesome idea. being um, a but remember, I know, Rabbi, I know. Don't be such a bagayva. <laughs> very good, very good. All right, but hey, could we go practice now? Oh, one second. We're not, we're not done. Let's, let's go on. Oh, Sammy, Sammy, wh- what are you going to do for that gada? Well, Rabbi, I found an amazing medrash that I want to share. Oh, really? What? What is? What? What is that medrash? What is that medrash? Well, Rebbe, it, it's an incredible medrash about the Makkah of Arov. Ooh, what does the medrash say? You know, you know, Rebbe, how the Mitzrayim, um, they wanted to make the Yidden work for them as babysitters? Um, I do, I do. Yes, you, see. Rabbi, I had a babysitter the other day, and she was from Mitzrayim. Really? Yes, yeah, she was Egyptian. She was an Egyptian Jew babysitting me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Does that mean that I'm going to have a problem because because of Sammy's story? No, no, no. If she's Jewish, it's fine. So, so the Yiddin made b'nei so babies. The Yiddin made, made, made B'nai so babies. Is that what you saying? Yeah. And 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 Arav was a way of Hashem punishing the Mitzrayim for being mean to the Yiddin and making them work so hard babysitting and taking care of the babies and not even care, caring. Really? Yeah, listen to this incredible story, Rebbe. Can, can I tell this incredible story? I, I guess. I guess. Go ahead. Okay, here's the story. Here, listen, listen carefully. Here it goes. <coughs> 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 Ooh, Sammy. I don't know what's going on. I'm coughing today. Rebbe, I think it's you. Oh. oh I'm going coughing? Yeah, I think Rebbe, you're coughing. Not, not really us. Oh, okay, Right. So here's the story. Once upon a time, in Mitzrayim, there was a really mean Egyptian who had five really nasty kids. I don't even know their names. One was an 11-year-old boy. That is me. Hey, you Jew, please come here and wipe my face with a tissue because I don't want to. I'm too lazy. And a girl who was nine. Ah, uh, Jew, you need to come over here. Immediately, and please bend down and let me step on you because I don't want to step on the floor in that spot because it's very sticky. And a boy that was seven. <laughs> Wasn't that funny? Ouch, you hurt me. Yes, I threw some slingshots and threw rocks at you. Isn't that funny? And a girl who was four. You know, Jew, I like pulling hair. How does this feel? Ouch! Good, it hurts, right? Can I do it? Ouch! And another baby. Boy, that was one. Who, Baruch Hashem, didn't really do much. And their parents. The Mitzri people who were in charge. Joe! I need you to watch my children for the next 17 hours while I take a vacation and relax and enjoy myself. I'm um, okay. Well, Hashem was going to pay back the Mitzriam for making the Yidden work in such awful conditions. And when the Aru came, Hashem paid them back. (coughs) Jew! Yes, sir? Please take my children for a walk outside. Um, Mr. Mitzri, it's probably not so safe to go outside. If you look over there, there's lions roaming the streets, and there's elephants and rhinoceroses, and there's all different dangerous creatures, are you sure that you want... Jew? Who's in charge here? Who's the master and who's the servant? Um, You, my master, are the master. That's right. And if you wish to remain a servant... Oh, you mean if I don't listen, I become a master? No, you become dead. Okay. Outside now! And don't come back until you've spent at least 45 minutes walking with my children. And they walked outside. And the kids were making all sort of running and talking and singing and dancing. Um, children, the Jew said to the children, please stay close by. Eh, be quiet, you, the 11-year-old said. I could do what I want. Well, okay. But now that we are out of the door, I hope that you stay safe. Stay close. And and the 11... and the eleven-year-old said Bleh! and ran ahead. And he ran right into the welp- welcoming paws of a lion. And the lion said, "Welcome, Rabbi." Yes, Beryl. Rabbi, can you tell Sammy to keep out the um the noises, just like to tell the story? Actually, I, I'm finding it very interesting, Beryl. Yes, Abramo. Yeah, but. Rebbe, it's kind of taking a long time, and we have recess. Hey, you'll get your proper. You'll get your proper recess time. You'll get your proper recess time. Don't worry. Okay, Sam, go on. You continue. And the lion bit off the head of the eleven-year-old. Well, the remaining four were on their walk, and they walked down the street. And the little girl. The nine-year-old girl was skipping. Uh-uh, come back closer. You're going too far. Dad, well, you know, she said back to him. And she skipped past the tree. And out from behind the tree darted a wolf. And there was a crunch. And now there were three. Oh, boy, stay together with me, please. Let's sit over here in the park. And let's play for a few minutes on the swing set. And they began to play. And he pushed the one-year-old in the toddler swing. And he pushed this four-year-old girl. And he pushed the seven-year-old boy in the swings. And as he went back to push the toddler, along came a big grizzly bear, eight feet tall, gray-skinned that let out a roar and came and pushed that seven-year-old until she was no more I mean th- until he was no more thank, th- th- thank, thank you thank you, thank you, thank you oh boy this is terrible this is terrible quick come let's let's go find something else to do and carrying the first the one-year-old and the four-year-old in his arms the babysitter went to find someplace else that was seen safe. And they began to frolic and play, to run around, chased by the babysitter, to pull the babysitter's hair, to pull the babysitter's nose, and they were having a lot of fun. When all of a sudden, the babysitter looked over his shoulder and saw this yellow and black cat sitting, crouching on his legs, licking. His long whiskers, showing his pink tongue, and yawning as if he was bored. And then suddenly getting into the crouched position and darting after the four year old girl and having a wonderful munch for lunch oh boy, let me bring the one-year-old home. I have to keep her, say, him safe. And he took the one-year-old, put him on his shoulders in this hot, sunny day and went home. As he was coming towards the entrance, the cloud seemed to block out the sun and the Jew looked up and saw it was not a cloud, it was an eagle with a wingspan of six and a half feet flying graciously and Pleasantly riding the thermals and swooping down, screeching with its talons extended and grabbing the one-year-old and flapping its wings with great energy, swooshing higher and higher to the tops of some very tall trees to serve lunch to the baby eagles that were in a nest. There were none left. And the babysitter went back to the Mitri's house and he came in the door and the mystery said, tell the children to wash up for lunch. Um, the babysitter said, I can't. And why not? And the babysitter said, maybe I could sing for you a little poem. A poem? Sing? Mm-hmm. Okay, hurry up. Make it snappy. Here it goes. I learned this in kindergarten. What? The idea. Five little mitzvahs walked out the door. Along came a lion. And then there were four. Four little mitzvahs skipping past the tree. A wolf went crunch. Then there were three. Three little mitzvahs playing with their babies that are a Jew. Along came a bear. Chomp! There were two. Two little mysteries having tons of fun. A leopard came munch. Then there was one. One little mystery enjoyed the hot sun. Swoosh! Came an eagle. Then there were none. What are you telling me? The mystery father said as he burst out of the house to find his children. Only to be stepped on by an elephant. And then he was dead. The room was silent. Nobody said a word. Everyone looked at Sammy. Wow. Sammy said, yep. I wrote that story for the Haggadah with the poem. The Rebbe said, this was incredible, Sammy. You are a talented storyteller. You you did an incredible job. How do you do such a good job? How do you know how to tell stories so well? How how could how can you do it in such an awesome, incredible way? Well, Rabbi, I have to tell the truth. Good, Here yid. I want you to tell the truth. You see, every night, I take my phone and I dial Pirche hotline. Really, and I type in number sixty five. Wow, and I listen. To this thing called learning adventures, with this Rebbe, his name I I think I I don't know. Providence Hebrew Day School. Where's Providence? I'm not sure. Somewhere in New York. New York, Rebbe. Yes, yes, Efremo. Isn't Providence like 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 somewhere like like near California? No, 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 no. I I don't think so. I think it's like near New York. Uh, Yes, Eliezer. Actually, Rebbe, I I have a cousin there, and um, Providence is near Boston. Boston, really? Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah, it's are Boston. Anyway, a- anyway, this Rebbe, this Rebbe, his name is uh, uh, Rabbi Yudkowski. Y- 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 Kousk- y- Kou- oh, Yudkowski? Y- yeah, y- Yudkowski. Rebbe knows him? Oh, actually, I know his cousin. You know, it used to be our school participated in, in, in perm learning in the city of Plag. It, it came too complicated for our school and we ran out of money, so it couldn't go, but he has a cousin who's the mayor of the city of Plag, um, it's a really cool place. You learn all about Purim. It's, it's an awesome place. Uh, anyway, yeah, go on. Anyway, so Rabbi Yudkovsky, he's an incredible storyteller. Did you know? Did you know he wrote two books? Wow, that, that's cool. And he put a bunch of CDs. And, and he has he has he has like now forty one stories on the Periach Hotline. Is is a story number thirty eight? I'm not sure, but but it's awesome. And he tells so well. And and I learned all my story. but. You know something really strange, Rebbe? Sammy, what's strange? What's, what's the matter? For some reason, the main character in a lot of his stories is named Sammy. And, and I don't understand. I don't, I don't know where he got that name. But sometimes, stories sound really familiar. Like, like they actually happen with me sometimes in class. Like, how, how would he know what happens with me in class? Does that make sense? Only sometimes? Well, actually, Rebbe, all the stories. It seems like he's following me around. It doesn't make any sense. But either way, I learned all my storytelling talents from him. That's incredible. Awesome. Do you think maybe 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 he's recording your story right now? Maybe he's listening and he's gonna tell the story over about what happened. Me me wow, that wouldn't Wow, incredible. <sighs> A few days went by. And the Haggadah came out. It was a smashing success. They had printed 200 Haggadahs. One per kid. In the lower grades. No, I didn't make said that right. I messed up. There were 200 Haggadahs. One per family. And then for a few different sponsors. And a few different contributors. And a few different school um, directors. And it was such an awesome Haggadah. Everyone loved it so much. The Jewish bookstore called up the men out. Rabbi Feingold, is it possible I can get another 200 copies? I have people calling me all the way from Alberta, all the way from Australia, all the way from Eretz Israel. They want copies of this Haggadah. It's like Art Scroll asked me if they can publish it too. Feldheim's fighting with Art Scroll. They're fighting it. They're having telephone wars about it. And they printed another 300. And now that Haggadah is world famous. You want to see a copy? I don't have one. They didn't let me have one. But I think, I think, I think I'm going to visit Sammy over Pesach and I'm going to beg him, I'm going to plead if he can give me one of his extra copies. And then, believe me, I'll show it to you guys.